In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. How long or how much time does it take to change the world? I have, uh, I've been reflecting on this question this week. I've been wondering how long it might take. It seems like such a huge task, and so many of us in our hearts want to change the world. We look around and see that the world is maybe not the way that we want it to be, and we ask ourselves how long this might take. And so I have been reflecting on this question, and I've been thinking about in my own life moments of time or periods of time where I felt the world change, either my own world or the world around me. I think the time that comes most immediate to mind for me uh, is 9-11. I still remember that specific day, as I'm sure you probably do too. You probably remember exactly where you were at when you first heard about the towers being attacked or coming down. And I was just starting my first year of college. I was just about a month in. And on this particular day, uh, I did not have class, and I also did not have work. So it was just a total day off for me. And so the night before, I had decided that I was going to sleep in the living room, and I was going to stay up late watching movies. I mean, really just a moment of youthful carelessness, right? Like nothing in my life was calling or important at that moment. I was just going to stay up doing something that I enjoyed. And at some point in the morning, probably at two or three o'clock, I drifted off to sleep, and I remember waking up to an empty house, but to a TV that was on, and I remember seeing this news report playing over and over and over again of one of the planes crashing into the building, and I remember sitting there in disbelief and wondering if this was, if I had woke up in the middle of the night to one of the movies that I had been watching, or if this truly was reality. Once I gathered myself and realized that this actually was happening, that this was the real world and not Hollywood, I remember driving into town and sitting around a table with friends at a local barbecue restaurant where a friend of mine was a server, and several of my friends had been in class that day, but a military policeman had come in and had disrupted their class and dismissed them because they were afraid about large gatherings and possible other attacks. I remember sitting around that table with a group of other young men, 17, 18, 19 years old, and all of us knew, we weren't really sure how to put it into words, but we knew that the world had changed suddenly, that it probably would not ever go back to the way that we remembered before, and I remember having a conversation about whether we were going to be drafted, and if this would be the start of World War III. It's been hard for me to think about another memory in my life where the world changed this much so quickly. But earlier this week, I was in my car and I was driving and I was listening to a news report and one of the newscasters said that we were entering year three of COVID. And I thought, wait a second, that, that, can't, that can't be right. 2020, 2021, 2022, it's technically correct, but in all truthfulness, we are, we are about to pass the second year anniversary in March of the beginning of a global pandemic. This did not quite happen in the same way as 9-11, but 
in many ways, it has been as impactful. I, I remember the months, or really even the weeks after 9-11, I remember driving around my local town and seeing more flags hanging up than I had ever seen before. I remember that it was the first time that I heard two political parties agree on things and work together. I remember the language that changed during that time, and although I cannot pinpoint it now, I remember a moment where it began to change and where we lost the message of unity and we began to take on the message of fear and self-survival. I remember when we needed a scapegoat and we looked for people who looked like the people who perpetrated that particular attack and we became afraid not only of them but of everyone who looked like them. But the pandemic has been different. It didn't happen in just an instant. It has unfurled slowly. I remember the first couple of weeks uh, when I first heard about a virus, and at the time, it had not yet made it to the U.S., and my wife and I, we, we were living just off of Harry Wurzbach in an apartment, and I was working at St. David's, and I, I remember staying up at night and reading news stories and science journals about this virus that was spreading so quickly. And I remember, again, staying up till two and three in the morning, wondering what this all means. I remember reading an article that said that even though I heard on the news that this would be over in two to four weeks, that likely we would need to buckle up for at least 18 months, a year and a half. It seemed unbelievable to me at the time, and yet here we are entering month 22, month 23. The truth is, is that it does not take a lot of time for the world to change at all. The world can change in a matter of years, in a matter of months or weeks or days, or even an instant something can happen that can change everything around us. And this began to make me think about the life of Jesus. Such a small period of time in history the life of Jesus lasting only about 33 years, and even smaller than that, his public ministry lasting somewhere between three and three and a half years, only less than 10% of his life. And yet, in this time, we experience a life that changes the world in a way that is uncomparable to anything else. It may not dawn on you, but 2,000 years later, you and I are still here, gathered together on a weekly basis, reading the teachings and the miracle stories and the acts of Jesus, a man who lived on this earth 2,000 years ago, and we are trying our best to form our lives and our community around who he was and who he called us to be. It only takes a fraction of time to change the world for better or for worse. The gospel story that we have read this morning is right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Not much has happened in the gospel of Luke. A birth narrative, Jesus' baptism, Jesus is led by the Spirit out into the desert, and then he begins to teach in synagogues, and he returns to his hometown and the story that we read today happens. The gospel account in Luke is unique. This account, or some version of it, ends up in all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But Matthew and Mark, their account is much less detailed. 
They do not tell us what Jesus read, and in both of their accounts, it seems as though this moment happens more in the middle of Jesus' ministry rather than at the beginning. And yet in Luke's gospel, the story happens just after Jesus has left the wilderness, prepared for his ministry, and we get the details of what he has read. Jesus comes up to the front of the congregation and he has handed the scroll of Isaiah and in it he finds a passage and he begins to read what we know as the 61st chapter. And this is what Jesus says. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. In Luke's gospel, this is not just the proclamation or public announcement of Jesus' public ministry, but this serves as a mission statement for why Jesus was sent into the world. And mission statements are important. I gathered together yesterday with Judith and the vestry and we talked about our mission statement here at the church and we asked the question of whether we are living into this mission statement or if there are other things that we can do better to improve. Are we living into the calling that we believe that we have been given? As I've thought about this passage today and this passage likely being Jesus' mission statement or one commentary I read called it a messianic job description. I don't like that as much. It seems a little too businessy or HR. But in it, we discover the reason, the reason that Jesus believed that he was sent into the world. This passage that he picked, he could have picked anything. And yet in this moment of public announcement of coming out, Jesus describes what he is there to do in the world. And it dawned on me that maybe you and I should use this as a measure of our own mission statement. Maybe we have lost our way in the church sometimes. Because when we think about the metrics of success, too often we think about things like parochial reports and average Sunday attendance and how full the plate is and, and, and pledge drives and things like that and new buildings. And the truth is, when Jesus talked about why he came into the world, he talked about none of these things, but the things that he did talk about was proclaiming good news to the poor and setting the captive free and recovering the sight of the blind and letting the oppressed go free and proclaiming the year of God's favor. And the question for me today, and the question that I think that you and I should ask together is, are we doing these same things too? Are we truly following Jesus? Is our individual life and our corporate life aligned with the mission of God in the world? It's the new year, and I think it's a perfect time to begin asking those questions for this year. And the truth is, is that we will never just align it and be able to walk away and go, okay, we did it. We've got to return over and over and over again. We must be honest and brave to look at where we are aligned with Christ and make the wisest choice we can possibly make, that when we have gone astray, to align ourselves more, to follow the mission of God in the world as we see announced through Jesus Christ. So let us be a church. Let us be a church that brings good news to the poor. 
Let us proclaim release to the captives. Let us help to recover the sight of those who are blind, either physically or metaphorically or spiritually. Let us work to set the oppressed free, and let us proclaim the year of God's favor. Amen.